You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me always are my co-host, Jay from the hills of Texas. And Mike from the AK. What's going on? How was your 4th of July? Boom, bang. Spectacular, my friend. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, we sat around, we knitted and crocheted like we, we usually like to do. Okay. And we made our uh, little, you know, 4th of July, you know, vests. Your booties. <laughs> you made your you know, 4th of July booties. That's pretty funny. I made the stripes. Jay made the stars. Ah, Betsy Ross in it, I see. Yeah. Well, happy, no, happy uh, Independence actually, Day. I, it, I actually spent it on the lake. A friend of mine has a houseboat out on the lake, and he invited us out, so we went kind of hang out with him all day. So it was kind of oh, neat. Like fun. Yeah. Nice. Kind of fun. No, um, I was lucky. Mike Mike had some time off. Uh, he could take some time off. And actually, he, comp- he kind of combined work and play together. He had some work he had to do down here in Austin and just kind of combined it with the holiday fell and everything. And he, he came down. He brought a few planes, a plane or two, I think, is what he brought. Yeah. And we've been flying every day except for one day where he had to go to work. I had to basically go to a medical appointment and hang out with my daughter for a little while. Luckily, she she flew on a C, it flew in on a C seventeen. So I we ran oh, down to did. San Antonio and saw her. Oh, very nice. So yeah. you got your daughter and you got Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's like a dream come true, huh? Yeah, it is anyway. a dream come true. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, congratulations, Mike. You're down in Texas. It's not a very far drive down to uh, to Jay's place. Uh, it's just a couple hours. Yeah. That's uh, now I'm a little jealous. I'm gonna have to start looking for a place down there myself, I guess. Oh boy! Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. You can sleep <laughs> in my plane room. <laughs> That's right. Well, so uh, you guys got to come down for the Fourth of July and uh, understand you went to the uh, field pretty much every day, huh? Every day. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, and I we and we did we took off uh, kind of the thing that you and I usually do. Mike brought a few planes to bring to build. Mm-hmm. And we built we built a plane or two and repaired a plane or two and he helped repair a couple of my planes and he inspired me to take some planes that I I still had in storage and boxes to take them out. So really? it's it's been pretty much gangbusters the whole week. Oh good, 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 good. Yeah, I can't keep pace with Jay. Yeah, He's, he goes, he go, 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 go. He, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, you, more drugs, bud. You you can you can keep up. More drugs. No, I don't. Do drugs. This is a this is a family show. I he was working on a plane and uh, he had this, he put out a lounge chair in his shop and I laid down <laughs> and I was out. <laughs> it was, was hilarious. Plates. Yeah, yeah I had a phone call and, and I took the phone call, talked to a friend of mine for a while, came back in and so I he uh, Mike happens to know who he, AK Mike happens to know who he is. So I came in and said, hey, you remember our buddy back up in Alaska? He just called me, and I started telling his woes, and, and Mike's sitting there. I, I thought he's listening to me, right, you know, kind of right. sitting in the chair listening to me. And the TV's on in the, in the in the room, and he's, you know, doing his thing. And I kind of walked up to the chair, 
you know, explaining the stories that came up to him. And I said, so what do you think of that? And I kind of almost tapped him. And he's like, <laughs> you know, he's out. He's not, but he's, it's one of those hard nap sleeps right. that he's not snore. He's not even lightly snoring. He did one little puppy dream move and he was out. So that was the very first day he was here. And we got a, he got, we got a little bit of sun. He got a little burned. Uh-oh. Um, not too bad. He wasn't screaming all, all day, but he got a little burned later on. He, you know, he looked more done the next day than he did, you know, getting burned. <laughs> right. But uh, definitely it took a toll on him, and he was out. Yeah. And I just basically put a nightlight in the workroom and just so he wouldn't trip over stuff. When he woke up, he woke up in the middle of the night. And I just left him there, and he he, he did not mind. I figured you wake up cramped or something, but he was all refreshed the next day and, you know, bushy and bunny tail. He was ready to go. Well, good. Take I ahead. just about caught the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so he was doing great. Rabbit but, dreams. But, uh, why don't we tell Mike, like, so our, how did our day go the first day? So, you know, you, you race down here. We quickly quickly put some stuff together. The next day we actually got our asses up and out the door on time and met up with Jim, uh, who came up from Canyon Lake, not so far from here. Met up with him at 8 o'clock, and we started, well, why don't you ex- describe how it's a little different than we normally do things, you know, just for setup and stuff. I mean, I, I'm not sure what you're asking me to talk about, but... Well, you know, like, usually in Alaska, we just show up and I go, hey, Mike, you want to go fly? And you go, yeah, let's go fly. And then I jump in the car, you jump in a car, we meet, we fly for an hour or two. We don't really bring stuff with us, just a, just planes and batteries. And then we just go home. Yeah, no, in this case, we, like, canopies so that, you know, we don't burn ourselves to death. Right. <laughs> we just kind of hang out, and it's nice just sort of sit around flying yeah it was pretty nice it's very relaxing that's what retired guys do they just sit around and fly yeah so yeah, so someday. jim was nice he I, was it the first day he, yeah he brought donuts the first the first day when you because he was eager to meet you to actually put the a face with the with the voice there you go he listened he actually he actually listens to our podcast quite a bit he got to meet him, and he he was like, "Yeah, your mom was right. You do have a, a face for radio." Uh, you know, so that worked out uh, he's really gonna love me then. But <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom loves me. <laughs> she does. Yes, I heard she tied a pork chop around your neck to get the dogs to play with you. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> so let, let's see. What did we fly the first that first morning? What did we bring out with us? Oh, probably the wing. Oh, we always bring the wings out. We had my Polaris. My, it's a Dragonfly, I think it's called. Dragonfly or Polaris. That, and for the, our audience, it's an amphibri- amphibious plane. Oh, we brought out your DF-32 uh, Panther that first day, didn't yeah, we? Or did right. we bring it out the second day? I don't. I think we brought it. No, no, day. no, no. We didn't bring it out the first day. It was. This, it must have been the second day because it was just you and I, and we were out there, and we had some mishaps. We'll, have to talk, we'll talk about that a little later. But oh. the first day, yeah, it was the wings, the glider. Let's look around here. Oh, I brought out the um, Radian XL. I also brought out the Sky Surfer Pro, the big, you know, my Pixler, right, right. large size Pixler looking thing. I brought out my uh, little itty bitty. It's an FPV plane, you know, wannabe. Oh, the Sky. It's also a Sky, sky Hunter. Sky Hunter. Brought out my little mini Sky Hunter. That actually flew pretty well. I thought what else? I thought we brought one new plane of yours. Oh, we Sphere 3D. That was the, we had to build that. That we not the first yeah. day. We didn't do that the first, that day. first we had, day. We had to build it first. And there, there's Mike. There's a story with that. Okay. 
But yeah, we got out there with Jim. We flew. Luckily, the clouds were. Oh, that's right. I got a plane off of RC Groups, and it was called E Flight uh, Expert, okay. and it's a VTOL style plane. Okay. Which you put on the ground, and it takes off vertically, and then you can flip a switch, and it flies around like a wing. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, two modes, or, well, three modes. Let me. Uh, it flies, hovers vertically like a like a multicopter. Then you hit one mode, and it goes into an ASX-3 mode where it flies around like a wing, but it limits the amount of bank that you can do. Even if you try to make it, you know, overbank or overcorrect or whatever, it, it just doesn't let you do it. So, you know, for me or Mike, that mode's, it gets boring pretty quick. Right. Because it's, it doesn't let you do anything. Sure. And then you basically has a mode where you turn all that stuff off, and then the plane becomes really fun. And what's it called, an E-Flight? Expert? Yeah, it's called the expert. Can you can you hold that up for a mic? Can you reach it's that? Expert. Expert. Oh, expert. Okay. Yeah, well, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and they're basically uh, e flights having a sale on them. Right. So they were right. like, I want to say they were like one hundred and fifty or one hundred and seventy dollars. Right. And now they've uh, they've dropped uh, down to seventy nine dollars. Seventy nine ninety nine on Horizon. Seventy nine ninety nine. I would just happen to be on. Uh, on RC groups, and I got one for like fifty bucks. Oh, very <laughs> so, nice. Well, there you go. Yeah, but it looks like it has a broken uh, propeller, so there has to be a story with that one too. Yeah, I did that. Uh, yeah, Mike did that, but it wasn't because he was, you know, like something crazy happened. The one weird thing about the plane, mm-hmm. if when you're you're flying around and you flip the switch from like expert mode or from safe mode, you know, when it's flying uh, horizontally back to vertical. Mm-hmm. The throttle works great when you're going up, but when you go down, I guess as a safety precaution, you know, we think, hey, you cut the throttle, the plane will fall out of the sky. Well, it doesn't let you do that. It's It tries to prevent people from breaking it that way. Right. So it's, it's kind of weird. You almost th- shut the throttle off, and it still it slowly descends, and you're like, huh, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know, come down. And then the wind, it's very susceptible to the wind. I mean, you have to fly this on a super dead day. And that uh-huh. day, it, it happened to have a little bit of wind. And it just kind of gets blown around a little bit, and it doesn't come down fast enough. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, you, <laughs> the battery, it uses a two-cell battery. So you want to land it before the battery lets out. Down. So if you have a low battery condition and wind, and then you cut the throttle to come down, well, you're waiting five minutes for it to come down with the throttle off. And you're looking at it, and it's slowly come down. Then all of a sudden, the wind blows, and it starts getting off of stabilization. Yeah, and then it falls out of the sky and breaks a prop. So that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> well, there you have it. I did that. Yeah. So it, it really wasn't Mike's fault. It's just, right. you know, it doesn't act like a, like a normal, you know, multi-copter where you can make it come down when you want it to come down. Right. So huh. that's weird. But I, I, I like it. It's very interesting. When you have an expert mode, mode when you hit the roll switch, uh, not roll, when you, yeah, when you hit uh, your rudder, it's pretty neat because the, the fans will speed up or slow down. And this thing will do this wicked, like tailspin type, type maneuver. Oh right, you right. know, it's a flat yeah. turn, and it's basically. really wicked. A flat, yeah, flat spin. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. Uh, takes you when you're not thinking about it so much. <laughs> That's funny. Well, God, it sounds like you guys got a whole bunch of airplanes out there, and uh, that was on the fourth or when did you get down there, Mike? On the third. So the night of yeah. the third. Okay, so this so, was yeah, on the fourth. The, the, the day of the fourth, that's what we were doing. Right. We lucked out because it clouded. It got cloudy. 
because it you know it's been a hundred not like your hundred degree heat but it was mm-hmm. getting up into the hundred, low hundreds I guess right and we we finally got some rain that came through so the morning the clouds burned off between nine o'clock and eleven and then then the sun came out and it got hot so so what uh, what were the uh, the escapades for the first day you said you had some stories for the first day uh let's see unfortunately Jim. <sighs> He's been having a, a rough uh, thing of luck. So the week before, we he was flying a, a multiplex Easy Star. Mm-hmm. It's been slightly modified, and he has uh, a slightly oversized engine on it. So you know, for rocket assist into the stratosphere, of course. <laughs> so, of which you know, I, you know me, I don't mind having things overpowered. Unfortunately, uh, there was a couple of things that weren't tweaked out right. Mm-hmm. Mike was the first to fly, and I think he flew the wing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, it was my turn to go, and uh, I was going to fly something. I can't, I think the Sky Surfer or something I was going to go up with. Jim jumped in there, and he said, well, you know, I'll, I'll fly something. And he grabbed this Easy Star, so I launched it for him. And it, it was one of those things that took off, and right from the beginning, something was off, you know. And sure. so the plane was started flying a little erratically. It went right where you didn't want it to go. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way the field's kind of laid out, um, you have the field off on the far end. There's a, a real good definition of tall trees. Sure. In, but they're kind of a ways off. And then right behind the road uh, where we park the cars and stuff, there's shorter cedar trees. Right. He just, the plane just got drawn right over there. And he's like, yeah, it, it wants to go to the right or whatever. And, and it wouldn't turn back to the left. And it got, drawn right for those trees and in it went and smacko so it, it he flew trees, behind the flight uh, line then right because those trees are behind yeah. you yeah it is yeah. and he you know some things were just going so we ran over there uh well mike and uh him went over there i think first to find out where uh, where it was we discovered that uh lo and behold it was in a tree and although the cedar tree wasn't that high the cedar tree was is such that you couldn't shake it out and you couldn't poke it out because it was too high you know right. so we're he were scratching our heads and then jim goes well i'll just have to go home and get an axe we are you guys staying out here for a while and we're like yeah i guess he ran into town and he got a uh one of those camp saws oh no and saw the tree down well you know how i i love nature so <laughs> he pruned it it was pr- yeah he did he did he, it was pruned he didn't cut it down yeah, yeah he didn't cut it down he, he cut there's off, no way he killed he that. cut off a dead limb yes <laughs> that's our that, story that limb was that that limb was dead <laughs> by the time he hit the ground <laughs> but no we were able he was we were able to cut it down and and we got the we got it out and the battery is still good and actually the only thing that broke on the plane was what like um, the tails the tails the stabilizer yeah yeah the elevator uh the elevator one half of the elevator broke off so that was pretty much that all the damage that it had gotcha. and so it was an easy fix and so jim was like oh i guess you know i'll do this we gave him some techniques on how to fix it and that was his first go for the day mm-hmm. and and it's just like i guess it was not a continuous theme but unfortunately he he happened to have mishap over the course of the days that we were out there and he flew with us it just seems like I don't know if we were bad juju form or or not, but he just had different mishaps. We were blaming that on Ed. Oh yeah, that's right. That wasn't us. 
Yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah. the one guy who didn't who forgot to come out. So, <laughs> Since uh, he wasn't there, it's his fault. Is what Since it wasn't, yeah, yeah, he was the majority of the cause of of all of Jim's ilk. Well, there you make so. Sense. So you people listen to this podcast, and you say, "Oh, I'm not going to go hang out with the guys and fly." Just know that you're being blamed for everything that's happening that day. Global <laughs> warming, everything. If you don't everything. show, if you don't show up to the field to fly, it's your fault. Everything happens. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't defend yourself if you're not. This there. is true. You can't exactly. defend yourself. I I feel bad because I haven't I gone mean, out Mike, and flown you with our guys. Hear the stories. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I know that you don't show up to your field sometimes. Yes. And, uh, I those know. guys talk some serious you're smack. Definitely at fault. I'm at fault all the time. In the little email that comes out, they they send it to me. Yeah. Mike wasn't <laughs> there, right. so we well, crashed. I'm like, what that's the heck? right. Oh, that's right. Because you're, you're usually uh, maidening all the planes. And yes. they, they're like, yeah, we had complete destruction because of Mike's failure to come. <laughs> exactly. So we had to maiden it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, but, yeah. So, um, unfor- you know, so that, unfortunately, that was the bad start of the of the morning. Um, so you had a crash us, already before uh, nine o'clock, huh? We had, we had a crash, and a, you know, we cut down some trees. Uh, you know, so we were constructive. Yeah, there for, you go. For, Pruning first, trees and the uh, first part anyway. So, uh, Mike, Mike, you got the airplane. You were up next, right? Well, I mean, I just flew my wing, and then I had, I think I had the yellow plane, the Panther. I think I flew that. Yeah. No, uh, I thought you. No, actually, you had the Polaris. Is what you had out. I is did. what you flew. You, we didn't I fly flew. that until the second day. You're right. That's right. Yeah. So we. So I flew the Polaris, which is awesome plane. It flies great. I I had good luck with my planes this yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Polaris. One of the things that was getting us, Mike, is that you know a lot of like for Mike, he he just moved down from Alaska. You know, stored his you know st- planes were in storage for like a month. Brought them out. They it flew pretty much great the last time he flew it. Got down here, and you would think that he'd never flown this plane before. It was out of trim. You know, it's just weird. Like not kind of out of trim. Like beep 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 beep. beep. And you're like, oh my gosh, is it going to stop? You know. It got to the minimum or maximum yeah. trim trim available. setting. Yeah, wow. it made no sense, you know. And and the it, well, that's the usually part two. usually that's mechanical though. I mean, if it gets yeah, some max trim, it something slipped up. Sure. Unless it was in your it, radio, it, it it definitely was a little disheartening, you know, from flying something like a month or two ago to now all of a sudden you need all this trim or all this right. work on it. Right. We lucked out too because for such a hot day, mm-hmm. uh, the winds were pretty. It was breezy. It was breezy. It kept it cool. cool. Kept it cool. It was negotiable. You know that it wasn't like terrible. Like you took, you know, we went out there and your plane got blown downfield. And in fact, it, not to pick on Ed again, but the <laughs> couple of times I'd flown with them, they show up at nine, nine o'clock or whatever to go fly, and then I say, "Hey, you guys got to show up earlier because it gets breezy." But the second they show up and close their car doors. The wind picks up to like 15 knots. Sure. I said, oh, well, I don't want to tell you guys, you know, I, I'm new to Texas, but this seems pretty normal to me. This week, it's been beautiful for us. You know, we've been going out. It's been, you know, hardly any wind. And, and especially the past two days, it's been just dead out there. Good. So it's been so, nice. So one thing that did happen is I fly my Phoenix 2000. We're getting it ready. And noticed that the elevator clevis oh. had broken <laughs> in half. You like this field repair. Okay. And so we're like, crap. We didn't check it before we came out. And of course not. Now it's can't fly. And then we're like, ah, it could fly because, you know, it's connected. It's not going to come out. Well, probably would come out. So we're going to put tape on it. So we just put some blender on it, and we uh, 
you know, just wrap the Blenderm around. So like okay, so what? So what's the difference between Blenderm and using the uh, the rubber tube? It's both the same. What right? rubber? What rubber tube? No, I'm you just saying that on the yeah, clevis, I use a rubber it, right? tube to keep it closed. Yeah, we only had half of half, it. Half the clevis. You only had one <laughs> side. Oh, you didn't say that. I thought you meant the little pin broke off of it. No, 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 no. We had that side. The pin side was there. It was the other side. So <laughs> so the clevis, when you say broken half, it was one side of the clevis was missing. That's right. Right, so the, the non-pin side. So the pin went through, and then you just wrapped um, tape around it to no. keep the pin from coming out. No. Kinda, yeah. Mm. That's pretty much right, though. Yeah, it's wrapped it around. Yeah, on the elevator. On the elevator. No, 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 no. no. It was on the rudder. It was not on the elevator. No, no. Wasn't oh, you're it? Right, you're right. It was the rudder. No, because we uh, wouldn't have flown it. We were like, yeah, it's say. on the rudder. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, what, okay, what's the worst right, that could happen? Yes. Okay, on the rudder. I would. What I would agree with that. Wrong? If it was on your elevator, I would have swapped it with the rudder or flaps or you know, flap or something. So. Wow. Why wouldn't he? We, we need to call him up next time. We have a problem. We never thought. We never thought of to do that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Just that swap been a it lot out. Simpler. Swap it out with something you're not going to use all the time, like your flaps. Right. That's a good idea. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. What What good is that guy in Arizona? He don't know anything. <laughs> well, you know, where's an idea guy when you need one? So you know. Well, if it happened, if it happened, I was out on the lake anyways. You wouldn't have been able to get a hold of me. Oh, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. So anyway. But if it was the next uh, thing. Yeah, so we both, I brought up my Phoenix 2000. Um, I had some problems, though. Why? Uh, well, was it on that day or was it on the second day, Mike, that I had uh, my problems? Where the motor I don't remember. Kind of, All this stuff sort of comes together for me, so I don't, I, I don't really so, remember which day it was what. Okay. So wait, how many days well, total are we talking about? How many days were you guys three together? Three days. So you came in on well, three four, four days. No, we've yeah. been four days. We've been together, but three days of solid flying. So three days of flying, and uh-huh. uh, we can't decide which day what happened, but we know that things happened. So, oh yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We don't care what day, but we'll <laughs> we'll go with the yeah, fact. I don't, that we'll, I don't have a diary. Uh, well, flight diary. yeah, I'm just trying to, just so I don't want to skip anything. Oh you know, right, right, right. Trying to go all, in sequential the order there. This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's not working for me though. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I remember this. So the the but, Phoenix two uh, thousands flew pretty well, huh? I mean, if it was a hundred uh, degrees out there, yeah. they should have been flying great. Yeah, they were flying pretty good. Uh, my, I was really happy with mine because uh, I had taken it apart uh, because I had a, uh, a telemetry system in it right. for we a talked about meter. that before. Well, it, mm-hmm. yeah, and it wasn't working, and I, you know, finally figured out that um, basically it was a software update issue. Right. Yep. Not that I didn't do one. It was that when you did the software update issue. You have to reinitialize the whole system. Yeah, we had a whole but podcast on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically what it is. So I got the tested out. The system, you know, my system was working great. I was really happy about it. And then you know the next two days kind of happened, and I had some issues. And now it's I I don't think you can see it, but it's uh, it's got it's a little ba- it's got a little <laughs> battle damage. It's broke. It's broken. Well, Jay's trying to sh- tra- Jay's trying to sugarcoat it, and it's and it's Mike's. Just tell us how it is, right? It's, it's well, broke. It's I, broke. well, it got battle damaged because it got attacked by a hawk. Nice. So I had to yeah, fight off hawks. Go. That's pretty cool. I, I I I also had oxygen deprivation, so I had to drop it down from a high altitude. Uh-huh. Hold yeah, on, let me get my boots on. What? <laughs> it was up. I it was almost up a thousand feet. Uh, yeah, the plane had oxygen. 
deprivation. Oh, okay, okay. So you know, I I got a little scared that I got a little high, and it was, and it was <laughs> you know what, and it was and it was climbing. You know, it got into a boomer. Oh yeah, and then and it's it, just going and it up. shot up. Yeah, and I was like, doody doo. Oh, oh, well, oh. you know, first it was I was struggling to get it up to get some altitude. It was just you know barely getting you know a couple feet you know per minute type of thing. And the next thing you know, within thirty seconds, bang. You know, it it went up like three hundred feet, and it was not stopping. Yeah, he found then, an elevator. Yeah, and then I'm pushing down. I'm pushing down on the elevator, and it's still climbing. So you know, uh, like, yeah. spoilers. Put your spoilers, spoilers out. Yep. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think spoilers. I think I can get it. I think I can get it to you know without using my spoilers. So sure. I kind of slipped it and, whoosh, and it fell down, and then then I was able to dive it, uh, dive it down. So you know, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, if your radio, if you took my, the program off of my radio, you have well, a no, therm- no, no. I have it. Have I have it in there. I could have dropped it, but no, you have a thermaling. Setting on oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It there is one. I didn't. I didn't need it. The thermal better. You needed it was the speed. It. Oh no, speed wasn't. It, it, the thing was climbing like nobody. I could have had a basketball up there. <laughs> let me it, and let me tell you why I say that because um, part of the problem, you know, even though it was over three days, part of the problem I had the first day it kind of flew and it, the motor would screech every once in a while and I and I was like, why does it keep oh, screeching like that? Yeah. The second day I went out to fly to fly the thing. The motor started screeching a lot, and then the motor stopped working. And then I I did an emergency landing, got there. The motor was smoking hot. The battery's kind of warm. Everything was really, you know, was really strained, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out why. So I figured that, you know, once again, just, you know, moving down to Texas, it was a warm day that maybe the escape overheated. Well, I swapped out the escapes, was checking things out. We went to put it all back together, and then AK Mike goes, hey, um, as, as we're kind of putting the spinner on um he went to go tighten it on and it slipped and then the the little nut that's back there started touching this metal plate because it goes like uh metal basically like the firewall yeah the firewall has a a metal or aluminum firewall right and so that so that this little you know you know how you have your shaft coming out pressure and the collet goes on it well that had slipped back and so we started thinking about it and we went oh man you know, this thing might have, you know, putting it on its nose, moving it around, bumping it around the car, might have moved that collet back ever so much. So now it's dragging. Just so, we're, so it was scraping against the, right. the right. aluminum, right. causing friction. And the screeching was when I was going slow, because I'd slow the motor down, and it would go, it was kind of like almost sounding like, you know, if you have the timing off right. on your motor, and it kind of screeches when you, normally that's when you go to high throttle, it kind of screeches. Well, I was doing it when I was going to low throttle. It would screech because it couldn't overcome the friction. I think right. is what was happening. Yeah. And therefore, it was heating up the it heated up the escape so much that the it, the the dynamic you know thermal coupling thing shut it down. Oh, I gotcha. You know, so but we got that all fixed, um, and it's working pretty good. Except I don't have the brake on. So that's the other thing. That's why I was saying the I was in that thermal I was booming because I had the brake was off. So the propeller was just freewheeling. Oh, right. In fact, you could hear it was it was spinning so much because it was pretty breezy up there. It was spinning so much you'd hear up there. You know, it's like it was on. <laughs> right. And Mike's, like, you know, Mike would say, "You still have the throttle on?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I do not have the throttle on." What is that you know, awful noise? That much noise. Exactly. So it was when I had it up and it, got, it was starting to reach a thousand feet, and the prop is still out there spinning like a mad demon. You know, and it's not producing thrust; it's just a drag magnet, and it was still climbing. So, so how uh, did it? You know, uh, how did it wind up in pieces back there? Um, as Mike was kind of alluding to, um, 
I guess Jay this, crashed it. Well, <laughs> I, it, <laughs> yes, ultimately I crashed it, but this brings up another story. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted at, out at the field was a little helipad, uh-huh. something flat that I could take take and put a helicopter on or I flew the uh, ex, the expert off of um, because, you know, how it's kind of bumpy and uneven out there. So sure. I took, I found laying around my the house here, uh, what's that, landscaping cloth? Yeah. And I just uh, took some uh, staples and, you know, nailed it down. You know, first I hoed up the area, you know, and scraped it all up, got it all level, put the landscaping cloth down and now there's a a pretty big you know 60 inch by 60 inch square that you can land helicopters or any other vertical takeoff well that first day that we were out there you know funding around uh mike and i we always we always start the day with the wings and we always end the day with the wings Mm -hmm. and so we were ending the day with the wing right i think uh mike decided he was going to land his wing on the square and then that started the Great Square War. Oh, you know, somebody's trying to who, do a spot landing with their glider. So we started doing spot landings of all the planes that we have. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we started with the wings, and it was almost like playing shuffleboard. You know, zing, get in there. You know, the other the other wing come in there, knock them out. You know, so it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's funny. What was going on earlier in the day? He had flown. He has this little DF thirty uh, two Panther jet. And he he had landed it, you know, he was trying to get it to land in there, and I had landed uh, a plane before that in there. And so, you know, the pressure was on. Yeah, he landed he landed before me, and so I had the glider out. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna land the Phoenix 2000 there. And so I was ner- – So I you think. Way anyway. high up. So you think. I had gone way out, had this long approach. The I killed all the lift, and I pretty much was dying at the end of the field. So I had to kind of motor it in coming back you know right and trying to get to the square now of course the wind's howling and blowing and gusting should have made it easier i was i was low i was low and slow down to the ground and i was trying to muscle it in and i misjudged everything and you know how i have it on the rotary knob for the throttle on that's sailplane configuration right where i had to release that grab the sticks try to save the plane well, the motor's still turning. It hit the ground. It's stuck on the ground. I'm, I reach up. I'm trying to grab, turn it off, and, I'm, and then I, I turned it the wrong way, and so I turned it full blast instead of turning it off, and it's it's like plowing the ground right. with, the, with the prop, and you know, I'm like, ooh. Those guys were laughing. So, you know, it was good fun for all, and I did. I was nowhere near the square. So there you that, go. That's that even a, better. Nowhere that was a, near the square. That's a total loser a fail for me for that one. So, uh, <laughs> FYI, just in case you were wondering, you can always grab some big 32-inch tiles and go put them together, and that'll make a big square. Tiles? Like? You know, like floor tiles. Oh, that's a good idea. Because it's ceramic. It'll just sit out there. It's not going to deteriorate or anything. So just grab some of the floor yeah. tiles and just stick them out there. Wait, where's Mr. Idea, man, when I need these ideas? <laughs> well, you're nowhere to be found. It was a holiday, and you guys disappeared, man. It was like a, you know, like oh, black no, hole well, I, back I there. This, I put this thing in, like, last week, actually. Oh, well, so, you never yeah. called me and asked me last week. I, so. I just got a wild hair, and I just went out there and did it. But well, there, you, know, you I can like, always go back like and your, put the tiles over it. If you need I like to. your thought, you know, so... But the main the main story that we I think is most important about fourth or at least I'll remember about this trip is that um, I have a plane f- sponsored by Jeff. Oh, that's right, uh, Alaska Jeff. It's called the Spirit 3D. 
Okay. And oh, I've been cool. wanting a 3D plane that I can fly in a park and a smaller area. And so I brought this plane to build. So I thought it'd be perfect. Uh-huh. And I did it, did, it did seem like it would fit the bill, actually. What's that? I said it did seem like it fit the bill. You know. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. Perfectly. And, it's, and it's an, you know, like you said, it's an ARF, right? So when you open the box, it looks like pretty much you could just shake it out, slap a couple of servos in, and go fly the thing. Oh, yeah. This is uh, all wood, right? It's a yep. balsa wood airplane. Yeah. It's it's an older it's an older kit, right? I'd yeah, say right. It's so it's a, RC? it's called a three D yes. yeah three D Spirit I believe Spirit yeah no, Spirit three D Spirit three D right and then uh, and it's does does yours have the see through uh, monocoat yeah. on it and is it yellow or yeah. is it purple It's purple. All right, so you got the purple one. You can see through it. Looks like it takes. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it looks good. It's a really nice looking plane. The only the only downside to these type airplanes is that you really uh, have a hard time seeing which which one is up and which one's down. So there, it's and the we, same on both sides, and you're looking through it. We, so we you agree. don't. We were challenged by that white part on the canopy helped right, a little bit. Right. Um, and it was better when it was sunny than when it was overcast. Sure. Uh, flying in an overcast weather was the challenge. Okay. But what's more important about this plane? And remember, this is an ARF. Uh, I think it took us probably 12 hours, maybe. 12 hours. Okay, so, you know, like we built, like for the, the electric f- festival, Mike, we built two 40 or 60 size aircraft in one day. Yeah, we I did. Mean, we built two of them. Right. But it, I'm a pretty fast Mike builder, a, honestly. No, no, no. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at. Uh-huh. It took Mike and I. <laughs> Mike's not a fast builder? A, no. It took, uh, what I'm trying to get at, even if he isn't, you know, I am. I you know, I sure, have some experience. Sure. I'm saying both of us combined, still with a plane that had not that much to do. It still took us 12 hours of just piddling around the house. I had to make certain tools, like sanding tools. Why? And you know, trying to make things. Well, because the serv like the servos don't fit. Nor- normal servos didn't fit into this thing. Then you need micro servos. The instruction servos? manual. Let's just say it was missing half a dozen pages. <laughs> We still we still have items. It wasn't really missing them. They just aren't there. That's yes, part of the manual. That, right. So we have you have how many pieces are left in there that we have no idea what they're for? Uh, four, but we think two of them are from a other plane. Right, and isn't one like a big flat piece of wood with purple on it? Yeah, it says. And it says for repair. It says repair. spare or for repairs, but we don't know what it's for. Like you can't tell where it goes. It's not an aileron At or all. something. No, oh, no. No, it's big fat square. Yeah, big, it makes no sense. Square because there's nothing oh. on here that's big and fat. Okay. That a, a, a big fat square thing would go on. So it's like we're like looking at it. We're, you know. So had this kit had this kit been opened before, or was it was brand new, never no. been opened? Still brand new. Yeah, new in the box. So you should have got. So, you should have so got re- the two. Really rings. The issue was though is that Jay spent three hours. Adjusting the servo holes so that they could fit. So it would take the type of servos you want to put in there. Right, right. And, and uh, my, you know, uh, they never tell you where you're supposed to route the wires for these things. Uh-huh. So you look at it and you're like, oh, I'll just route it through the fuselage. Well, this plane was not designed for the, but there's nowhere that tells you where you're supposed to put the wires. So I'm like, oh, well, in order to get them to fit, I got to sand these holes out a little bit wider and then route them through and fish them through the thing and make, you know, servo connectors, you know, leads and 
all this kind of stuff. I get all this done, and Mike was busy, you know, working, repairing some of his other planes and working on stuff. And I think I was being sleeping productive. during some of that too. <laughs> no, not just until lounging later. in the new lounge so, chair. So, but here, but here's the killer part. So I do all this work, and then I'm like, I am like proud as a peacock when I get it all done. I'm so happy. I'm like, God, okay. it was sweet. I'm like, I'm done. That you know, I done my, I've done my part right. for doing this. Right. You know, I didn't. You know, normally I solder together the escapes and do all. We didn't even have to do any of that stuff. I get this all done. And I'm all proud. And I go, okay, Mike, this fits like a glove. It looks beautiful. I got it so the wires route, you know, route through the body of the plane. You, you know, everything's in there. All you got to do is, you know, I, I put, I did all the sanding and made these tools and got all the stuff to fit perfectly in there. All you, I'll, I'll give you the, the hard part, making little air quotes. Just put the serv- you know, put the servo screws in, screw it down to the side of the, the side of the plane. Right. You know, right. and call it good. And pretty much we're almost done with the plane. He's like, Mike's like, okay, great. You know, I really appreciate you taking all that time because, you know, I got all this other stuff done and you've been working on this one little thing. But, okay, great. <laughs> so, so anyway, he goes to put the screws in. And then he comes back to me and goes, hey, um, we got a problem. And I'm like, what problem? Just put put the things in. He goes, no, no, no. If I if I put this if I put the servo servo screws in, they're going to go in and pierce the wires that you have getting that you routed around the body because it's so tight and the way you had to get the wires to fit in there. You know they have to because I had the wires wrapping around, kind of around one side of the uh, servo in order to reroute them to back right the forward part of the fuselage. So I had to sand that extra hole, get them to go around, get them nice and tight. Well, because they wrapped around and how they had to do their little juju to get in through there. Right. Well, they're right in line with where you screw it down and the holes and the screws come down and they would, you had a chance to pierce them. Oh. You know, and pierce through both the wire, you know, through the wires and cause a short. Yeah. And Mike's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, yeah, no, man, the, the odds are you hitting this thing. And he goes, dude, it's so tight in there. You know, it's so tight and form fitting that the screws are, will pierce the wire through the wire. And I'm like, yeah, nah. There's lots of slop in there. It'll just move. It'll just move the wires out of the way. And, and he's like, uh, I don't think so, dude. <laughs> then he goes, and then I'm like, well, here, go in my look in my box. Get some shorter screws. Let's not use the stock ones. Use these shorter screws. He's like, okay. Then he's like, he has this flashlight. See that? You can look through the fuselage and see. I just put the I just put one one screw in there. Move the servo out of the way, and you can see how far the screw comes into that space. And I'm like you know cursing under my breath and i'm like and i'm like fine uh whatever you want to do to fix it I, I, he's like well what do you think i'm like i i'm out you know i'm <laughs> mentally <laughs> I, I did my part i spent all this time yeah. he was right i i i never took a step back to think about how this thing was right routing and then by the time you put screws to this how it was going to mess it all up right. so basically mike's like oh it'd just be easy if you just cut the covering put the thing wire through put a little tape over the back of it you know the, the cover the hole it's out of the way look at he split everything's done and i'm like holy crap that's so simple that's probably what they meant you know that's what you're supposed to do but nobody ever said anything right you have to do that right or, or you'd route it on the outside or whatever yeah i mean that but we didn't want to do that so. well no though i i'm just i mean i've seen the photos here of uh, what you guys are working on and it looks like it just pops out of the back and goes right down through the fuselage yeah but their their particular servos that fit perfectly mm-hmm. that probably work because the wire comes out at the right point and it's pointing in the right direction etc cetera, etc cetera. oh i see you, like you couldn't go into the servo right spot. right yeah. okay whereas these 
the server wires come at the bottom of the servo instead of like the top or whatever. There's something different about their servos. Huh. Okay. So, well. So yeah, I understand. That. So this yeah. plane was built with pre-brushless motors. You know, it was right in that using a brushed or like early brushless early brushless motors were more. I don't know, not cylindrical, but they definitely had a certain shape to them. They don't look like normal, like brushless motors today or in runner motors today. Okay. So uh, they had a couple of pictures of the one they wanted you to use, and you know, you've never seen anything like it. Well, it's probably a German design with a um, uh, what do you call those? A gearbox on it. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. the one that I'm looking at right now shows a gearbox. So once again, they had a specific motor, specific servos, which they're early, you know since it's earlier, like I want to say a late '90s kit or early 2000s kit. Right. The servos were bigger, so even though we're using more powerful servos. Mm-hmm. It didn't take up, you know, the same space, or they weren't the it's right dimensions. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, it it just was crazy, dude. It, it it turned into just not a fiasco, but it was just a pain for the for the just the two or three or four items that we had to modify. Mm-hmm. We had to think of like, uh, for example, tell them about how to put you when you uh, you had the Alaron servo. It was just one servo, but right. you sp- you spent almost two hours on that. So first first problem was we lost the arm. <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't help. So so it was the only arm we had for this servo type I had. Oh, so you lost the uh, the servo arm with the screw in it. Yeah. And yeah. So so he had to have he had to have a full servo arm with two arms on it because it was one servo. And we lost the screw with the arms. arms. Right. I yeah, can see how that, that I can see with all that mess of airplanes in the background I can see how that could happen. Yeah. 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 That and it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, Where did I set that so screw? That, it disappeared so on his work bench. That for a little bit I had Yeah, and I tried to mess with that with a little bit but once we figured out what we had to do like jay's like oh the wires aren't going to be long enough i was like oh that is a bummer and i look <laughs> at it and i look at it oh well we could turn around the servo and it'll be perfect oh but the servo falls through okay so now i gotta find a way to put a piece of wood in there oh we'll just put a piece of wood across and then we'll set it on top nope can't do that because it's, it's designed a- specifically to be in a surf- certain spot. Yeah, it was too uh, high if you did that. Yeah. It, if you have yeah. too high, it would rub against it. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it sounds like it's said, been right, a pain since you do. opened we're the box. We're going to cut a piece of wood just the right size, and we're going to screw the wood into the servo first. Then we're going to put it in space, make sure it's lined up, and then put, uh, put some CA and tack uh, it. and we tacked it down right yeah and first time i pulled it right back out i was like crap so go do it again yeah you and didn't i see it and i just waited a lot longer so once i could pull the screw out and the servo out then i put some hot glue and jay's like why don't you use hot glue dude why don't you use epoxy or something and i was like all right i can use epoxy on the other side <laughs> so i turned over the plane and epoxy so that now it's in a really solid yeah, and it's not gonna, nothing's gonna happen. But you know, just the gyrations we had to get you, just to use the servo. So after all of that was done, was it worth it to fly it? Oh yeah, the thing oh, was awesome. Once, it, yeah, once we got it together, it, it flew. It flew okay. I mean, it, part of the other problem was, okay, so you know the linkages, the linkages that we like that go through. You know, you screw them. To, uh, they have a little, uh, the, the wire goes through it, and then you. The top screws on top, and it tightens on it, and tightens it, and then you can adjust it. Right. 
you know, back and forth lengthwise, you know, by untightening the screw, bringing the piano wire back out or sure, in sure. Know, to make your adjustments. Sure. Okay, they didn't do that. Once again, an earlier production. So they made the piano wire exact to the link. The, the link. Yeah, I've had several models that have done that before, and now you have to figure out where the servo goes to make it match. Exact, it has to match exactly. Right. So if you have a different servo arm right. that's bigger or smaller, that changes where the linkage can go. Correct. And you, it's not like you have extra linkage or like it's a little too long. No problem. You just cut off that extra linkage and you're good to go. No. The, what they the way they they made it to be changed is that you had to actually physically like they had a, a large Z bend in it and you uh-huh. had to undo the Z bend or push it together. But it, they give you a you know they did it a nice th- it wasn't like a wa- one of those wafer thin dainty piano wire things. This is like some meaty you know like they used real steel or something. I don't know what. So you could have replaced all that with a coat hanger. No, no. We Was just, that too we big? Just able to make it work. We just made it work. But, I mean, you know you know how big a coat hanger is. Was it that size? Yeah. No, it uh, wasn't that size. It was just a hard steel. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just wouldn't bend very easy. It wouldn't bend very easy. Huh. You know, when you're sitting with pliers, and you're like, holy crap, what am I supposed to do? Hydraulic lift on this? What are you, what are you supposed to use? <laughs> it, it just was zany, but we made it work. But, unfortunately, since it was like that, uh-huh. it, and since it's not like, a dual, you know, we're used to using d- dual uh, servos for the ailerons. Right. right. It's yeah, really this easy is to a set up. It's easy to make, you know, make them do flaps, do this. They can do multiple things. Well, this is just one servo mm-hmm. with exact measurements for the linkage. Right. So when you put in a servo that now you had to modify to get the servo to get in there, it's not exactly the, the exact length it needs to be. One side happens to be a little bit longer than the other side. So it's not like you can zero out the linkages. There are different sizes that are different lengths. So when you look at when you go to look at, you know, everything being even, well one side will be slightly off and you're like, okay, I should be able to, you know, go into my trim and trim that out. And or or mechanically move the head of the um, of the servo arm, you know, offset it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the servos we had, they're kind of a rough tooth one. So that tooth, when you move it one tooth, it would just move it all out of the thing. So you had to put in all the sub-trim. And gotcha. It, it just it just was, a you know, little pain, little things and little pains. Now, we got it to work, and finally, you know, the first flight was a little sporty. Mike was a little nervous. And then the wind picked up exactly when he started to fly. <laughs> so it was starting to get blown around. And so, you know, is that the wind? Is is the linkages off? You know, right. give me some up elevator. Give me some right. Give me some left. It, it, it got a little, it got a little funny. But um, we've, we got it to fly, and it flies pretty good. And the motor, you know, pick that we, you know, he threw in there works pretty well. So it's now it's a good, a good little flying plane as, as he's uh, getting to use it. Now, the bad part is it's, I think it'll be great if, in a parking lot, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a school, I think this will be great. I put big old, bigger wheels on this thing because the wheels they gave us, I was like, hey, why did they give us a bunch of tail wheels? <laughs> they were, they were really yeah. small. They're, yeah. they're micro. They're tiny. That's funny. So I, I reached around and, and found some uh, old Dubro or uh, old right. GWS uh, size wheels, put them on there. So now it, it can at least roll and take off. Like the skid wheel uh, for, for the tail wheel, they do give you a tail wheel, but it's a piece of plastic round pla- hard plastic and once again there was was there anything in the instructions mike that told us what to no. do or what it was for nope 
nothing at all. It wasn't until we were like, I was like, yeah, we should just use the the the, the main gear that they, or wheels that they gave you as a tail wheel in the back. And he goes, hey, well, why don't we use this piece of plastic and just put it back here? Hey, there's a hole back here. And I'm like, hey, there is a hole back here. It's just, it was one of those things. It was just so weird. We're just like, hey, we got these extra parts. What are, what are they for? You know, hey, hit right. some extra, you know, holes or doodads that maybe something's supposed to go in there. It works now. It flies pretty good. Mike was flying it pretty pretty well. So, oh, tell them about the battery, how tight the battery, you know, once so you So it's got, supposed to take a 13 to a 1,000 battery. Of course, it doesn't fit. Right. Nope. It's, it's too long for the square hole they put in there. So I had to sand, sand, sorry, sand the edges of the battery holder just so that the battery would fit in there. That's what I drum. Just what Dremel's for. I think we touched every part. We had to uh, cut the cowling because we used a different size motor. The cowling was back further, so I had to cut that. Wow. Modify that. We had to make the hole bigger so that the motor. I mean, it was like. So it was actually one. Not nothing was going to work from the minute you got out of the box. No. No. So it's no. It's. But it flies awesome. Yeah. I like it. It's a really good plane. I like the color. Um, and if so it's no mind. surprise why Jeff gave you this airplane. <laughs> That's what, Maybe not. <laughs> what a gift. I, I think I remember. Thanks, Jeff. It was a, it was it was a fun a learning experience. The servos in there or whatever. I, I uh, didn't look at his plane when he had one yeah. to see how he put it together. So, like, I didn't get any tips right. from him. Right. So I probably should have called him. Like, it was it – was, uh, probably noon or something for us i would have woke him up yeah said hey how does this thing go together how about that's funny we got that one like i said we got that one going mike had like i said the first day had flown his polaris and he was flying around and i i just love the polaris's i have one but it's still in the box not not new in the box it's still packed right still packed up right so i made those specialty boxes so it's in this little not square but triangle looking thing broke it out the night uh, the other night and uh put it back together and it seemed to be in good repair and got it out to the field and lo and behold you know um went to fly it and another plane that was terribly out of trim i don't know why it was so out of trim and just out of balance and just out of whack but it still flew and it flew really nice and once again that yellow pops and uh jim was very impressed with it but uh so impressed he's buying he's buying himself one uh, this afternoon good well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Hey, so one of the other good things that we did today, which is really nice, Mike came down here last time and premiered his first FPV gear. That's right. That he did. Right. We told the story of him going out and stuff. We did everything by the book. We were being super safe, and still things didn't work right. And today was a total opposite of that. We got oh, really? out there. Everything worked right, right, Mike? Yeah. And the best part about it was where we weren't communicating when Mike's like, hey, I can't see anything. And I'm like, ah, it looks great. <laughs> He's like, no, I mean, I can't see You figured anything. that part out? We figured that uh, the communication today, Mike was on, he was on fire. Good. He kept me in line. He, he had me on a short leash. He he was asking, like, what altitudes he, that he was at, what the winds were doing at different times, you know, if he was over the field, how he was landing, what he was doing, what he wanted me to do or provide for him. He expo- you know, he, it was great. He 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 pretty much let me know what the procedures were going to be. I pretty much kept me in line, and I knew what to expect or what he was going to say to me. And we had a really successful flight. So why don't you tell the guys, you know, how it went for you compared to the last time? 
Yeah, so what one thing I told Jay right out of the gate was, okay, if I tell you to take the plane, you take the plane. <laughs> right. doesn't matter what's happening or what you see, right. take the plane. It, that was basically the biggest issue was is just making sure that I could trust he was going to take over if I needed him to. Mm-hmm. We had, like you said, really good communication this time, talking our way through it. Um, I did make a mistake and put the wrong antenna on my goggles so it would didn't have the range that it had or it could have yeah you were using just a plain old linear linear antenna as opposed to the cloverleaf style yeah the pagoda style right we were flying i did i land on that crummy antenna i think i did that was my first landing ever and that was actually pretty awesome first landing from from inside the goggles oh he's you're 20 feet and uh, I said, all right, we'll keep counting down. He's like, what? It's to where am I now? And he goes, 10 feet. And I said, all right, keep counting. And so then he's like, oh, I get it. Four, five, you know, five, four, three, two, and touchdown. And I nailed that first landing. I didn't do good on the second landing, but, but I did good on that. <laughs> Was he counting on the second landing? Uh, were you counting on the second landing? No, I got, he got his eyeball calibrated by uh, that first landing. Yeah, exactly. The big thing was... It, once again, it was not super gusting, but we had a pretty steady wind. Pretty much all I had to do with why he was flying, I would tell him how fast he was going. Right. And the great thing about that talent, it could just putt-putt. I mean, it could just putt-putt along. And so he would slow the plane down where he was almost standing still. And he was doing great doing that. So i just tell him, hey, you're standing still. Hey, you need to spe- speed up. Or he couldn't see that he was losing altitude or he was slowing down to where he might stall. So I would just go, hey, you, you, you're going way too slow put in some throttle and so i just had to do that once or twice when he made turns to go downwind type of thing and i was like hey give it some juice you're you're losing altitude you're slowing down way too much and once he got the idea and he calibrated his eyeball to what he was seeing because unfortunately he doesn't have any uh type of gear no No osd OSD, no osd or anything tell him his altitude or speed or anything like that it's just you know it's raw yeah i need to change to that once he kind of got his eyeball calibrated for what was going on, he did a great job keeping the, the plane up and down, going right down the middle of the airfield, found himself a comf- comfortable altitude, you know, where he could see the field, still be high enough in case something went wrong, but not, you know, too high where he's getting blown away or, or you know, he was sky high. Well, you could see the sky. Right. Yeah. right. You know, because if you get too high, you can't get any references to see your speed right. or any of those other right. things. And then you even gave Jim, Jim a ride. He put the yeah, goggles on, and then Mike, he, he was flying around, did a couple of low-level passes. Um, a loop, a roll. loop, roll, and stuff. And so Jim, he, he really liked that. that and now he's fun. buying an FPV this afternoon too, right? No, he's had <laughs> FPV before. Yeah, well, he's got to get the Polaris first, I think. So what were the uh, what were the the airplanes you had to build, Mike? What were the You said you brought two to build. You built, obviously, the 3D, Spirit 3D when you built. What was the oh, other no. one? I just I had the one. That was just the yeah, one. Yeah, it was more. Oh, it was more of helping me get some of my planes together. Okay, so you know I had my P fifty one Mustang. Right. I was trying to. I was going to take that out and go fly it. And you know how heavy it is compared yes. to the Beaver. Yes. Yeah. Right. It feels like a, a ton of bricks. There's a reason why it feels like a ton of bricks. I just and it came, and it came to me in a flash. Mike and I were about to go out on the second day to go fly. I go to grab the plane to go take it out there, pre-position it to, so before we go out. I pick the plane up, and all of a sudden goes, and I'm like, what is that? And something starts pouring out of the front of the plane. I'm like, what is that? 
<laughs> no, it's oh, it's lead, lead shot. shot. Yeah, lead <laughs> shot to make it heavy. I'm like, why is there a lead shot in here? And then it kind of started coming back to me that when I built the plane, that particular model was designed to fly with uh, a glow or glow gas, gas motor, right? Since the batteries and everything are so much lighter, it didn't have the weight. So I had to put in. That's why that plane weighs so much. Oh, when we pick it up, it has almost. It had almost a pound and a half of weight in it. Right. That was all in lead shot. So the lead shot was pouring out all over the floor. I'm like scooping it up, and then we spent like you know 20 minutes, you know, cleaning up all the lead shot. But Just running around with the BBs going everywhere. I put them in the balloons. Yeah. And had strapped them in there. And I guess the Texas heat, and I had that particular plane sitting by the window, and I guess I had the right angle so that the mm-hmm. the light was coming through, shining on that balloon, and just deteriorated it. And the good news is it broke in the house and not on the first bump on that bumpy field. Break the balloon. I take off. It flies out right as all the BBs slowly come out. You'd be like, hey, I've got, I, got, I got a bomb run coming in. I've got ammo coming out. Look at all the shells. <laughs> and it keeps getting lighter and lighter and lighter and tail heavy. That yep. would have been a yeah. exactly. that would have been a fantastic flight. Fantastic! Dis- I can hear exactly. Jay now going, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> exactly. Jay, what happened? You you had you, that, yeah. you were flying it so nice. Why did you get crazy? I don't know why you tried to. You know, <laughs> it's three D in the no. people. <laughs> Luckily, that saved that plane. You know, I'll be able to fly that another day. I went ahead and got my Comanche. Uh, all ready to go. I don't know if you can see that sitting on yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, Mike, once again, inspired me, so I, I got that plane all out and ready to fly. Cleaned it up, re-put in the uh, receiver, reconfigured it, figured out all those little problems, got the wings on, um, like I said, placed all the receivers and stuff in the proper places, got them, uh, got the radio all up to speed, did everything. I was all excited for flying today. We got out to the field. I kind of slept in just a little bit. Mike got my butt up um, like a half an hour before we had to leave. Good. So luckily, he you know he had loaded the car. He had gotten everything done. Hey man, I made lunch, and I'm like, whoo! He made lunch. He got all the water. You know, we were ready to go. I just kind of had to scratch my butt. Even he even had don't he even had um, not donuts. What'd you have for? Uh, yeah, it was an apple fritter. Apple fritter. Oh, fritters. Yeah. So he even had an apple fritter. So I'm like, this is awesome. So I got my little apple fritter, jumped in the car, and off we went. Get to the field, and I'm all excited. Jim had another mishap. And after that mishap, I went to go fly the Cherokee. <laughs> we get it all together, and I go, oh, i got to plug the batteries in. Uh, where's that serial cable? Because I fly six cell in there, uh, and I right. used to put my two three cells together. And then we had a, what, 20-minute debate on how serial works and... <laughs> No, just about, the, about the cable you were going to use. Yeah, I was going to try to burn my plane up. So Mike was trying to convince me not to do it. Yeah, just, that's a good I idea, Mike. That we should. Always convince Jay not to do it. He's like, I well, don't want to drive back, it, so I'm just going to wrap this tree limb around it, and I'm going to fling it around <laughs> like it's, uh, you know. Well, well, it, the, once again, our typical type arguments, you know, we're, we both have some points, but it, I couldn't have been stupid anyway because the leads that I had were for charging um, weren't, weren't for char- weren't for going to batteries. They right, were female, so female, I couldn't have done female. it anyway. Right. And that's why the leads were wrong. Mike was correct. That's why they were like that. Right. So i i couldn't i I couldn't have been stupid and hurt. I couldn't have hurt myself because you know the wrong leads. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. I've I've been out at the field once or twice. We could be really well, stupid. No, no, no. I. Uh, Unfortunately, it was in you know the right lead was inside the beaver, but the leads that I brought out and I was kind of jerry rigging because I was using I mean I was using 
the only serial cable I had was for a different type of battery. Right. And then I had, I luckily had the battery, the battery uh, adapter to that other battery there that went to Dean's, but that was for charging. So it plugged into the charge, you know, the tr- you know how our charging things are, and they have uh, male on them, and you plug female into them, like the battery right. part. So that was the part that wouldn't, I couldn't hook that up to the battery. You can't put female to female, right? So. But lucky I had these two paper clips and some Blenderm that I put together. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been crazy. Uh-huh. And but then, when, I, then so when the fire started, yeah, <laughs> it burned yeah, down the I field. I didn't know you had a smoke system in this plane, Jay. So you didn't get to fly. You didn't get to fly your Comanche then. So I couldn't fly the Comanche. Oh, you, go ahead and tell them about the last. So one. we had a dog fight with our, which we always do, right, with the wings. And uh, I came around. And smacked him solid, and it uh, dropped his uh, motor right off the plane. <laughs> his so motor went flying. His, his motor. Co- the reason why it became detached is the prop got stuck in my plane. Oh, so basically, so you guys actually broke. touched. It, it no, we didn't. No, we didn't touch, Mike. It, it sounded like you slapped your mama. I slapped. Him. Whap! That's the sound. <laughs> that, it, it was something like the, whap, and then my my wing kind of did a somersault in the air. From the impact. Right, and the motor and stayed on Mike's airplane. His stayed on his. Mine went flying. Uh, it got it got broken off from the mount. So, like, the motor was just basically dangling from his plane. Very nice. So, and it went down. And then mine, I couldn't land because uh, it turns out I had uh, extra lead that came loose. Oh, I guess Not so. extra lead, but it was a lead. The lead came loose. So only one of the... So yeah, he only had one, yeah, working. aileron. Oh, gotcha. And it was windy. Mm. So I ended up in a tree. So you're spiraled uh, around but too, huh? I didn't I didn't hit the ground, so I win. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> yeah, it was stuck it was still it was still stuck in the tree, so it never touched the ground. So. Right. Yeah, so I win. Right. Sounds like you guys had a great time down there. Weather was nice, it was a good yeah. holiday. I'm really jealous I didn't get to come down. I yep. unfortunately I had to work, but otherwise I think I would have come <laughs> <on> down. <laughs> Oh, we appreciate you working for us, Mike. Yes, I Moving millions of customers through the American sky safely That's, every day. Yes, I do. Almost almost every day. Not not every day, but close. Well, our hour is up, believe it or not. Whoa. I know, it I, went by it fast. Is? Yeah. Man, we didn't even get to tell about Jim's uh, wing. Oh, the Zaggy. What happened to the uh, Zaggy? Well. I'll give you the short story. He was flying it. It was doing awesome. True. He was doing barrel rolls and all kinds of crazy flying. He was chasing Jay down. He was probably going to catch him and and do some damage maybe. And he was doing a roll, and the wings folded. The wing down pretzel. It went. He, yeah. he overstressed it. Like right in half. And it, it actually and came it apart, like, right? What just happened? So was, did he, was he headed downhill, and then he pulled up, and the wings folded? Yes. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No. He was going... Uh, he was going fast, but he just spun it, and then the wing just snapped. Spun it as in roll. He rolled it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it made that sickening, you know, when that when that happens, rah. that sounds. Yep. <laughs> and, that's and then it. The, you heard the laminate kind of pop. Yeah. You know, because he has a limit. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful wing. I mean, I, I love the way he covered it and everything. But right. It, it was misfortunate, but he he put spars in it, but unfortunately, he didn't have one go. The full length across it oh. stopped short, yeah. and I right where you and it stopped short right where the can, uh, what is it the canopy sits, 
So you think the canopy's sitting on top of the, uh, you know, that it went all the way across. Right. And it did. It just stopped. So, yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, he's got to repair that one now, but it shouldn't be too much, right? Yep. No. Nope. Should be able to get it right back up in the air. Well, very, very cool. Well, Mike, uh, good job going down there. I'm glad you had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm jealous. We did. So I'm going to have to uh, – we're going to have to make arrangements where when I get down there, you know, we can all kind of meet up or come up to Dallas. Well, we have that no- thing coming on in November. Oh, that's right. I'm going to be gone in November. Flight yeah. Fest. Yeah. I uh, am still in the process of the F-16. I think we'll uh, pick that up here. I'm waiting on some new landing gear. Mine arrived from Hobby King dead on arrival, which I wasn't too happy awesome. about. Because it came from China. So they're DOA. So I had to go back and order another set. So that they're on their way on the slow boat. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to talk to Spencer because he's finished his up. So we'll, uh, we'll have to get with him. Sounds, Sounds good. fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing your stories with us. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here on the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, go ahead and email us at parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, on behalf of uh, Michael here in Arizona. And Jay from the hills of Texas. And Mike from AK. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.